0: Hi, Welcome to a cup of tea in hypnotherapy. I'm Megs Foster from margaretfoster.com.au and I'm sitting with
1: Tegan Davidson from the BEAM chapter
0: and we're two hypnotherapists that are just sitting here having a chat about what hypnotherapy is to us and our practices and also how it works for our clients.
1: We love talking about all things hypnotherapy and we certainly are glad that you are joining us here today. So Welcome everyone to our very first podcast. My name is Tegan.
0: And I'm Margaret.
1: And we're so glad that you're joining us here today. Today's topic is all about what is hypnotherapy. It's a term that people don't fully understand. There's so many stories around it and there's so many different perceptions. Typically, most clients do want to have an understanding of what's going to happen to them so we thought straight up that that is what we will cover. So Mags I'll be doing the quizzing of you today. Okay, <laughs> I'm happy obviously to offer my insights as well. Perfect. But just to jump straight into it, how would you define hypnotherapy to someone?
0: Hypnotherapy for me is removing the conscious mind from your subconscious Mind, I guess we have two elements to ourselves where we have the conscious and the subconscious or the soul level and we live on a day-to-day basis in our conscious mind and, and decisions that we make every moment of every day but underneath that we have our subconscious which has a great impact on who we actually are as a soul living in a human experience so it's releasing that conscious mind for me and being able to drop down into your soul or into your subconscious level
1: yeah absolutely so in our ability to drop down mm-hmm. another way of putting it would be to quieten the mind to Quiet access. your conscious the, mind yeah. yeah absolutely so typically we do that all of the time mm-hmm. people are able to quieten their mind in meditation absolutely in driving their car to work in perhaps mindlessly scrolling their phone I would say
0: and seeing how many hours have been taken up with yes. that, absolutely <laughs> <But> <laughs> or it's... getting to work and realizing oh I don't actually remember going mm. past such or such a place or whatever absolutely yes
1: yeah, so my understanding is essentially if we have a look at the brainwave frequencies we're looking to calm the client always to a state where their brain wave frequency frequencies slow mm-hmm. and they are able to quieten the mind and feel that they can listen to both their body because mm-hmm. there are plenty of questions within hypnosis that asks you to pinpoint something about your mm-hmm. body and to also obviously access regression.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And I think fundamentally answers that our clients already have
0: and that 's the key, I think we have or I believe we have absolutely all the knowledge and all the information already installed in our soul DNA, mm-hmm. and for the type of hypnotherapy that I do, I specialize in soul work, so most of most of the work that I do is in either past life regression, um, and connecting with the soul's um, DNA map, or also looking in this life as a memory recall. And those are memories that aren't necessarily in the fully conscious mind, but have been um, deeply ingrained, mm. or a trauma or so forth, that has been deeply ingrained, that you've actually, almost hidden, yeah. so you don't have to deal with it.
1: Yeah. So I've been a client of yours, mm-hmm. and so I've experienced how you place someone into hypnosis. I practice RTT, which is childhood regression, mm-hmm. predominantly. Interestingly, I would say that the hip- hypnotic induction that I use is shorter than what you use Mm -hmm. so that would be something interesting that we could talk about so the I think if you haven't experienced hypnotherapy before I would say it takes anywhere from five to ten minutes to go into a hypnotic surrender Mm -hmm. and we're using a very shallow trance no one is out of control no you are completely in control in fact you're very cognitive you're absolutely. able to dialogue
0: absolutely you can get yeah. up and walk around if you really wanted yeah, to Yeah, you don't because you are very relaxed mm. however if you felt that you mm. needed to do that you absolutely could yeah. you're fully aware fully conscious and fully awake i mean you can do hypnotherapy with your eyes open if you really yeah. wanted to however i choose not to do it that way because i want my clients to mm. actually be able to focus completely on what they Mm. feel think sense as opposed to um, being in their conscious mind and thinking about answering i want them to feel their answers also
1: and so it's really a sleep of the nervous system exactly we're looking to curve that constant distraction that we have in our daily world so i suppose to describe to describe it to someone who's not undergone hypnotherapy a hypnotic in, induction is much like a guided meditation
0: for me absolutely yeah i take them on a very specific long deep yes <laughs> meditation it,
1: yes yes and it's easy to follow
0: it's so easy to follow
1: it's comfortable it's relaxing in a world where we are searching for ways to have moments of peace,
0: Definitely.
1: I think a session of hypnotherapy gives you access, at the very least, to one to two hours of relaxation.
0: <laughs> oh, absolutely. And I think when you actually allow yourself to... I guess, I don't know if disconnect is the right way, and right word, and you might be able to help me here, but when you allow yourself to completely let go of the conscious thoughts of decision making Mm. and you actually allow yourself to slip into uh, the much more relaxed state of actually just being you do heal you do regenerate you Mm. do absolutely very quickly without even realizing it allow yourself to have a break yeah. Have a rest. Yes,
1: and find those answers. So this yeah. just came to me, something important for us to cover. In regards to the hypnotherapy that we practice, mm-hmm. our clients do a lot of dialoguing. And Definitely. that's, I think, something that people aren't so much expecting in that there are practicing methods of hypnotherapy where you go under hypnosis and you are directed what you're going to do now for example you're not going to smoke now right whereas in both of our modalities in different ways Mm -hmm. we're finding out the root cause we're using that sleep of the nervous system that ability to access the subconscious mind that ability to connect with the soul we're using that to ask ourselves why do I smoke or why do I keep procrastinating or, and we're coming up with the answers and then we're instilling new beliefs in, in people.
0: Absolutely and I think for me it's, I don't do so much of the, um, the weight loss kind of hypnotherapy although I'm not smoking mm. hypnotherapy. That's not my specialty, for sure. Um, And I'm glad that I have you to be able to refer those clients onto. Um, For me, it's it's so much more about connecting to figure out and understanding who you are, how you got to be the person that you are today. And also differentiating for the person what is actually theirs to own and what is not and really beginning to find peace and understanding in that what we're told or what is done to us does not define us unless we choose to hold on to that and own it
1: and for me
0: with the the work that um, I tend to go into is more about looking at that and looking to see okay who am I How did I get to be that way? And why did I get to be that way? I don't believe what I think I should know or what I've been told to think. That's not who I am. Mm. And how to differentiate between letting go of what's not yours and actually being able to heal that and move through that. So for me, it's, it's really important for me with my clients to go into a really, really relaxed state. Because I'm not doing the talking. Yes, I I might ask them questions. (laughs) Sorry about my dog. Oh, he's beautiful. (laughs) It's all good. It makes part of the energy. He's here to feel our energy. (laughs) That's that's the beauty of it. For me, it's really um, important for my clients to understand that I do facilitate the regression. I do ask questions. I do ask them what's going on and what Mm -hmm. they're seeing and feeling. However, it's there vision it's their understanding it's it's their ability to have clarity Mm. it's not mine
1: yeah
0: and that's a a huge component for people to understand that you know I don't want people to think that I'm going to be asking personal questions or private questions that they're not comfortable yet to answer or anything like that No. there's nothing like that at all
1: yeah and you know they are they are very much in control
0: hundred percent very much
1: in control and that's I suppose one of the biggest misconceptions that we have in society about hypnotherapy is that you're somehow out of control and of course tv hypnosis
0: stage hypnosis absolutely yes, yep. you know
1: that is the story isn't mm-hmm. it is that you're getting them um, into such a deep trance that
0: they lose control and act ridiculously yeah that which is, is this not is hypnotherapy. yeah the, not so, that's not hypnotherapy As far as the treatment goes, to um, to, as a therapist, as a therapy. but it does
1: contribute to
0: people's perception, people's
1: journey as they look for a modality that may suit them. Absolutely. Do you think? um, um, What would your forecast, Mm -hmm. for lack of a better word, (laughs) be in regards to the use of hypnotherapy in today's world?
0: I actually think hypnotherapy plays a or could play it does already play a a great part in therapy as opposed to talk what we call talk therapy when you go to a psychologist or a psychiatrist for ongoing talk sessions where you talk through your traumas and all that sort of thing hypnotherapy is a very quick calm Mm. stress-free, pain-free way of connecting to the trauma Mm. without the emotion attached to it so much. And I think once people realize that that is the power of hypnotherapy, it is going to be an incredibly sought type Mm -hmm. of therapy Um, because it's not hard work. It's not no. taking you back over and over again to to tell that story constantly that you think you're trapped in because it's always just a story. Yes. But it's a story that's attached with so much emotion and fear-based emotion. Mm. And that's why every time we tell it, we re-trigger it. Yes. So to have a modality that actually takes you beyond that, mm. that takes you... Beyond that conscious mind or thought mind right down into looking at The situation you still have to look at the situation yeah, not do. the story, but the you situation do have to
1: review it
0: Absolutely, but you're doing it almost as though. It's a movie. Yes almost as though. It's you're standing there Watching it so mm-hmm. you get to have a bird's eye I guess perspective of the situation mm-hmm. Whereas when you're actually in the midst of a trauma, you're actually not seeing all components. No, you're no. only seeing yeah. specific components. Yeah.
1: Actually, I might give an example here of a repression that I had that in I was so the memory I had a conscious memory was breaking my arm, and I would have been grade two or three,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and my mum. Sat me up on the freezer and said, you're going to have to wait. Um, You've probably broken your arm. You're going to have to wait. And then she put the groceries away and we had a family of, there was four kids, so there was a, a lot of groceries. And that was, that was my memory. And I did regress to that memory in a hypnotherapy session, um, I'm trying to think about what the topic was that I was delving into, but and it was incredibly different. And what I could see, I could see the room clear as day. Mm-hmm. I could see my mum. I could see those groceries. I could describe to you things that were in the bags. So I suppose, looking at the conscious memory, it's a bit. Oh, what was me? I've broken my arm. My mum is saying I've got to wait.
0: And how does that make you, you know, feel? And how does that make me feel? yeah?
1: Then I was transported back to that memory, which is of course in, in some it, it, it is a trauma. Absolutely. anything unexpected, Absolutely. a child breaking their arm, that is somewhat traumatic. 100%. Certainly worse things happen, but it is a jarring incident. Anyway, when I was transported back to that memory, my mum didn't have a car there, mm-hmm. she could, she had three other children in the home, yep. at that point you know mobile phones are different, she couldn't yep. contact my yep. dad at work, you know he was a teacher, and suddenly the feeling that was in my body was bravery, Yeah. and the feeling that my mother was making me feel was bravery. And also a bit of guilt because she had specifically told me not to go on the seesaw. (laughs) (laughs) And that was in the memory Uh too. She had specifically said, don't go onto that seesaw um, and don't let your brother onto the seesaw. So there was, she was saying, you should not have gone onto that seesaw, (laughs) you now have a broken arm. And you know, now that I think about it, I think the topic may have been, um, what what came out of that session was really you love fun you love play
0: exactly
1: and there's been a few things that have taught you not to access fun and play mm-hmm. such as jumping on that seesaw breaking your arm but i suppose reliving that was not traumatic but no oh, was it it was just so eye-opening and as a mother myself i could fully resonate that's right Which, like what do you do when you have You know, a child with a broken arm, you've got no car there. You know, there's so
0: many other factors that you have to put into place to be able to take the next step. But as a child sitting there, you didn't see all of those other factors. You had no concept of those other factors. All you saw or felt was that I've broken my arm and mum's put me on the bench and that's it. And I wrote a story. And you wrote a story.
1: If I'd gone to talk therapy, we could have talked about that till we could have. Done ten sessions.
0: Absolutely, and, and still we, not. I would
1: not have gotten to where I got to in that ten minutes exactly. that I looked at that memory under hypnosis.
0: And then to look at in that moment when you come out of that hypnosis, how did that act? How did you feel that it changed your perception of that memory? Did you still have an attachment of, "What was me, I wasn't enough for oh, her to take me no. straight to the I hospital mean, and all of that sort I was, of thing? I
1: felt very motivated. Yeah. Very motivated to say, yes, look at who I was as a child. Yes, I took risks. And yes, I broke arms. I actually did that all the time, to be honest. I had a few broken cool. bones as a child. Okay. Yeah. But that is who I am as an adult. That's and right. when I don't take risks, I'm not aligning to my true self.
0: That's exactly and I
1: can cop a couple of broken bones as an adult that might be doing a few things in business that don't don't work, work out. out. Absolutely. But the lesson there to me is that I suppose how I felt with my mum in that memory, mm-hmm. I felt uplifted. I think so. That was the take. I did not In that memory I saw how she kept saying you're brave you're brave you know and that was what I took away that's not going to be every memory some memories are
0: different different. absolutely but in that aspect you know before when you thought about that and your conscious mind of oh mum remember when I broke my arm Mm. and you put me on the bench and you put away the groceries.
1: Oh, that... I should say that to her, shouldn't I? I should see what <laughs> she would
0: be remembers. like, oh, but hang on, that's not how it happened. Yeah, of course. Yes, it did. Yes, it did. I was You know, there. I'm going
1: to ask her that.
0: But uh, after you'd had that regression and you'd had that experience, and I'd asked you the questions to look around and see what was happening and, mm. and open your vision to look at the whole bird's eye mm. big picture, when you came back from that and i said to you you know how do you feel about your mum now Mm. you went wow she had a lot on she had a lot going that Mm. wasn't just she worried about me she was worrying about me she was trying to fix that get everything Mm. set so she could take me to the hospital but i didn't see all of that beforehand
1: and it just
0: changed you know that that memory and the emotional attachment to that memory which is perfect that's that's how hypnotherapy should be that easy that mm pain-free and that powerful
1: and breaking those limiting beliefs that limiting belief that risk equals not only i suppose risk doesn't just equal a broken arm it also equals disappointing the people around you we find that no that's not true so as an adult I can rewrite that belief.
0: It's absolutely. Absolutely. And risk doesn't come with fear mm. anymore attached to it as a mainstream baseline. Now risk comes with okay, risk comes with reward, absolutely. Yeah. Risk also comes with other outcomes as well. Mm. And that, we can do hard things. And we realize we can do mm. hard things. And when we see that we're not attached to one or the other, that the situation is workable and we can look at the mm. situation as an individual we can actually be so much more strong than we thought we possibly could yeah. and do it with openness take yeah. that risk you know be prepared to to give it a go mm. if it works great if it doesn't work great but what can yeah. i get out of that yeah. look at the whole perspective
1: and so i suppose the last thing for our first ever podcast yes <laughs> would be tangible results in hypnotherapy which are varying and they're varying for many reasons um and there's also different sorts of results so there's if you're if you have back pain
0: definitely yeah
1: then it's a the data on that's going to be different because Mm -hmm. you either do or you don't have back pain after Mm -hmm. or you have less back pain If you go to Unblock limiting beliefs around abundance Mm -hmm. Once again, there can be tangible things you Mm -hmm. might get an influx in you know a promotion an influx of cash or whatever that might be whatever it looks like or You might think differently about money, which is harder to
0: Quantify
1: yeah,
0: absolutely and if you look at for example physical um, pains and aches when you look at your body, your body is in pain when it's in dis-ease. Mm. And emotions, especially fear-based emotions, because disease in the mm. body. And we tend to hold those mm-hmm. packets or pockets of disease in different parts of our body. And it might be your back, or it might be um, hips or thighs, or whatever it might be, headaches, whatever it might be. But when you clear those fear-based emotions from your body, quite often you get to clear physical blocks as well. Mm. And how do you marry those two together?
1: It's Mm. really
0: hard to quantify. Mm. Oh, I had a hypnotherapy session and I worked on this memory that I had and didn't understand why it was holding me back. Mm. But now I do know that and I accept that and I work with it. And I've just realized, actually, my back doesn't hurt in the same way that it did. And then you don't often put the two together to think, well, that was a fear-based pocket of energy that you were holding in that particular part of your body. Yeah. So the the ability for hypnotherapy to heal Mm. is on all levels. Oh, it's cellular. Physical, mental, emotional, cellular. And when you get down to the cellular level, that's when you're working with your soul DNA memory. Mm. And every muscle in our physical body has a muscle memory Mm -hmm. our soul also has a DNA memory as Mm -hmm. well from every experience we've ever experienced in this life and in past lives Mm -hmm. some we don't heal in past lives so Mm -hmm. we bring it forward into other lives and some, some traumas that we've had emotional traumas that we've had in a past life we may have repeated two or three lives yeah. because we haven't had the opportunity to heal it and to deal with it that's the joy of, of hypnotherapy of being able to work in both past life yes. and in this life
1: and I'm a big believer in delving in and out of topics mm-hmm. I'm also a huge advocate that you can heal within just a couple of hypnotherapy sessions that comes down to an individual definitely and what you value and what you enjoy for me hypnotherapy and having a session is such a joy so I love having frequent uh-huh. you know I mean <laughs> that's why I've we Two toddlers at, at home so exactly. any reason for me yep. just to sort of say oh no I've got a session is is a
0: couple of hours out it's going to make me relaxed oh, I'm going to heal I'm going to work through issues it's my
1: downtime Definitely. it's it's yeah. my journaling it's yeah. It's all in one for me
0: um, Talking about journaling Sorry to skip through there Talking about German, journaling is part of the process I think of hypnotherapy as well mm. When you actually come in and have a session and you go through the actual session the end of that session is really important to process Yes. and to allow your body and your your energy field the time to settle the yes. change
1: Yes. because that's...
0: we don't realise just how powerful and how impactful mm-hmm. that change has been because we haven't had to work hard at it, we haven't had to physically drag this out no. for you know, weeks months, mm-hmm. years it's happened in such a short period of a couple of hours or a couple of sessions, but our body knows, our energy field knows, our soul DNA knows how much work has been done and we need to allow ourselves time to settle mm, into that. And have that shift. Have And
1: of course, there is often resistance because the body and the mind continues with what it's familiar with. Mm-hmm. So when we have a shift, we will have a spring back into, Definitely. oh no, this isn't how we think. We, mm. we think small. We don't.
0: We don't think big. Yes. Well, hang on. Here's an opportunity that I can run yeah. with. Oh, of course. Oh, oh hang on. Yeah, that's actually not for you. Mm-hmm. And then you have the struggle of why is it not for me? I feel like I could do it, but could I do it? Yeah, of course. It brings and I think on a whole different layer natural. and level of
1: natural. Absolutely. So I know a lot of hypnotherapists, so myself and and, and you mates included, we have follow up mm-hmm. sessions definitely. And and that is because of that spring back Absolutely. and allowing our clients to realise resistance is normal. Yes. But we don't hold on to resistance. We also don't resist resistance. No,
0: absolutely.
1: <laughs> and I suppose those follow-up sessions is to really guide the client into that shift.
0: It absolutely is. And what it also helps to do is bring awareness. Because we do, we're we not always aware of what has happened. Yeah. And sometimes it takes somebody else to say, Oh, mm. what's, what have you done? What's changed about you? Or... Bring up a situation and say, okay, how do you feel about that now? And that's where your follow-up sessions come with your therapist, is to say, okay, well, last time we were talking, we talked about this. How are you actually feeling about that now? Yeah. And you go, oh, actually, it's not really an issue for me mm. anymore. Perfect. Yeah. Okay, what would you like to work on next?
1: Yeah. Yeah, so today's been great. I've Thank loved you. this conversation. I know,
0: it's great catching up.
1: Earlier... On you were speaking about that soul level mm-hmm and that's something that I'm deeply interested in I could listen to you speak about that all day <laughs> Thanks. that's I think mm. what we'll have for next week's podcast perfect so I hope that you can all join in on that I'm Tegan Davidson from and the...
0: I'm oh, sorry <laughs> no no
1: you're right I'm from the being chapter and you can contact me at the being and mags
0: and I'm Margaret Foster at margaretfoster.com.au.
1: So always would love to connect, and until next week, enjoy.
0: Have a great day.